0: imagine that as an elected official that there are three things that you don't want to hear Uh, pandemic outbreak uh, natural disaster terrorist attack for newland mp dr deborah russell those are realities at the moment these are three things that have actually occurred not just during her whole tenure since 2017 when she was first elected but just in the last couple of weeks like the last sort of six weeks that the country's been in an alert level lockdown over the outbreak So I was really grateful that she had the time to sit down and have a chat with me. Um, It it was postponed ever so slightly because the Prime Minister needed her, which is not something I get to say very often, but is actually kind of cool to know. Um, But I think you'll get a lot out of this chat from somebody who is out there trying to help people, but also is aware of what the restrictions are under a lockdown and with the pandemic and different ways that people can respond, uh, and trying to make sure that she's got those communication channels open to help people out. So totally worth a listen. I hope you enjoy this conversation. There we go. Things seem to be working. Cool. Good morning. <laughs> Kia ora. And thank you for joining me.
1: Oh, happy to be
0: here. I have to admit, I've only ever had one interview postponed because of something that the Prime Minister wanted, and yours is the second one I've ever had happen. And the first one... <laughs> The the first one was with Bill English himself when he was PM, and it was because Colin Meads died when we were supposed to be on air. So that that got postman. I totally get it. Like, Colin Meads is Colin Meads, you know, absolute legend. He was, uh, the Prime Minister was in the Waikato at the time, and so we were supposed to do an in-studio interview. And so I get this phone call from him going, oh, look, I'm really sorry, can't do this now. We'll talk, like, Friday morning. Had to get up 5 o'clock Friday morning to talk to him on air and pre-record everything, and it was just... I, I can't imagine a job that would be any more stressful than being Prime Minister of this country.
1: Yes, um, I'm astonished by it actually, and I, I look at our um, our Prime Minister every day, and I just sort of wonder how she manages.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's really impressive. Really, yeah. you see her at one o'clock. Uh, the world sees her at one o'clock at these stand ups. Mm-hmm. She doesn't look phased. She looks like she's sitting there. She knows what she's doing. She's in charge. She's competent. She's calm. There, there hasn't been a single frazzle from her, which has been really good to see. Like, it's really yeah. calming.
1: She, she's amazing. Um, yeah. uh, but, you know, we load so much onto her. So she's on there at those one o'clock um, ups most days of the week. Um, and people look to her for hope and for reassurance and um. Uh, as they did with um, the previous um, prime ministers as well, they just sort mm-hmm. of so we load all this this incredible amount of emotional energy onto her, and um, I don't know how she manages it. I mean, she's got a good team around her, but it's a yes. hell of a thing to do.
0: Yeah, oh, when I was talking to Guarov, he he said the same thing, and. It's like, yes, she's got a team that helps her, but she still has to be at all those meetings, all those briefings. She's got to have all that information come through her mm-hmm. and disseminate it. Yeah. It's such a lot to throw in. The other day when she made the level change announcement and she was running late because her computer froze, I'm just going to go, that's honestly the most relatable thing on the planet right now. I think everybody's computers are being stressed and freaking out. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely fantastic. There must be so much juggling behind the scenes that people just don't realize when it comes to being an MP.
1: Um, yes, there is. Uh, not so bad when I'm in lockdown because I can't go anywhere.
0: Got a bit of time. <laughs> um, so your electorate has had a hell of a lockdown.
1: Oh, so floods up in the northern end of the electorate around yes. Vessels Beach and Henderson Valley and um, So those areas weren't the worst affected. That was in Kumu, which was in um, Maharani. But Bethel's Beach was cut off for a while. Yeah, Um, yeah, and so they had to have various mechanisms for getting in and out. And of course, we were worried about whether or not emergency services could get in and out. Um, But fortunately, um, uh, Mark Allen lives up that way. He's um, a member of the Waitakiri Rangers Local Board, one of the um, elected members there. Um, so he provided a lot of the leadership and coordination that Bethel's needed at that stage. So um, it was really impressive from Mark. So there was that, um, and then there, there was the terrorist attack down in Linwall, um, yeah. and that was really um, horrible. Um, yeah. You know, and um, the trouble is with with Linwall. um People, we're all in and out of there all the time. Like it's the supermarket and um, uh, the food court and all the shopping through there. It's just sort of you know we go to get stuff. So um, uh, I, that's not my regular supermarket. I, I shop at another one, but I'm in that one often enough. And so many people in the electorate must have had that sensation too of a place that they regarded as safe was um, yeah. suddenly yeah. Uh,
0: have you seen or heard much from? from the electorate itself from the people there about how they're, they're coping now. Like it, it's been a month or so since it happened. And I, I think so. I'm, honestly, time kind of blurs a little bit with lockdown. It, yeah. it, it, it's hard to judge it all, but I, I sort of think yeah, there's obviously a recovery process and, and being a doctor of psychology, you'd be well aware of this. There's a, a recovery and grieving process involved with all of this. Yeah. Um, how are people coping with, with the aftermath yeah. of it?
1: Just one thing, it's my PhD is actually philosophy, not psychology.
0: Oh, I do apologise. <laughs> I'm not wearing my glasses. All I see is the letter P P I'm just going, okay, yeah, no. no I yeah, get yeah. that up and I'm sorry. <laughs> I
1: just, just don't want to sort of claim expertise that I don't actually have. Fair
0: enough. <laughs> um, uh,
1: but um, I, people seem to be coping okay. Uh, ultimately, no one was, um, uh, the only person who died was the terrorist himself. Uh, People have recovered and gone home, uh, which is good. I've been in contact with my, um, particularly the the mosques around, and they're all managing okay. Um, And I think a lot of it's been lost in the blur of the lockdown. Um, I would have loved to have been able to go down and visit the workers uh, in the supermarket because it's uh, obviously the shoppers, it matters, but the workers even more because...
0: They, They have to go back.
1: They do they do. Um, but they seem to be doing okay. Uh, the union has been incredibly supportive and um, countdown um, management have been incredibly supportive of well and trying to help. Um, uh, and when the, the workers first went back, um, they first went back for a, um, before the supermarket open um, for a car care and a bit of a gathering to try to make the place safe again. And um, uh, bless her. the The Prime Minister sent a little videoed message of support to them, um, so that helped. Um, yeah. So, know yeah, people are coping fine. No one likes it, but it, it's sort of kind of a little bit lost too, and all the stress of everything at the moment. Yeah,
0: yeah, it does kind of. Like everybody knows lockdown, and it all blurs, and it becomes sort of yeah. one big what, what was yesterday kind of feeling. And then yeah. you get moments like that that stand out, but you can't place it in, in a timeline mentally. Yeah, it just. Yeah, it's it's out of it. It's really out of it, actually.
1: Yeah, so,
0: it's kind so of crazy. It is. So, so yeah. as the local MP, how mm-hmm. does that that sort of event unfold for you? Like, do you get a phone call straight away? Are you do you see um, it on the yeah. news like everybody else?
1: No, no. Um, uh, the um, minister of police actually um, contacted me to let me know. Um, as soon as possible and because you know it's in my electorate um, yeah. and I was also able to say to her actually a lot of um, Carmel Cipollone's, um electorate um, Kelston goes along the boundary of mine yeah. and so um, a lot of the people in her electorate also shop at lynnwall so um, she contacted Carmel next to okay. let her know so yes I got that and then um, I had various pieces of information coming in through the day and con- you yeah, know. I remember when it happened. Now it was an afternoon, wasn't it? And yeah. so we just sort of, um, uh, yeah. I was informed. I had. I was in contact with our local police area commander as well, um, though mostly to contact him and say, "Here to support you. I'll stay out of your way. I'm not, you know, because I. What I want to do is not insert myself into it. I want yeah. to be there as someone who could back them up and get messages through if they needed it. Um, and likewise, I was talking to. Um, uh, countdown's head of government relations, who's a, a, a great person. I really like her. Um, and again, talking about what I could do to help support people rather than actually trying to get into the middle of the mix myself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, this government, more than any other, I think, has had a number of these sort of instances happen where there's been a response that's had to, to, to sort of mm-hmm. jump, like with Christchurch, for example. Um, were you given sort of any advice or feedback from those MPs who were involved in those events? On sort of how to handle it, or, or if you know, look after yourself, kind of advice, because people forget you're a person too. You're not not just a politician yeah. up there on screen. <laughs>
1: um, no, my, but my, uh, I certainly had support from my colleagues, and the resources were there for me to tap into if I needed to. Um, uh, uh, this was a horrible event. Um, mm. I don't see how anything could compare to the sheer ghastliness of the Christchurch event. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I I, I suppose. I thank goodness this guy didn't have um, access to firearms.
0: Yeah, yeah, it could have been infinitely worse. It's just, yeah. Uh, Yeah. You've got a very resilient electorate, though. It's it's a West Auckland thing, I think.
1: West Auckland just carries on, doesn't it? It it, it does. I love it out this way because people are resourceful and they do look after each other and um, there are very strong community networks. It's it's kind of like the best of a provincial city mixed mixed with the best of a big
0: city. Yes, yeah, that's actually one of the things I love about West Auckland. It always feels when you go over there. When I go over there, that, that there's a sense of community there,
1: yeah. which
0: because uh, uh, I'm based on the shore and community is not a strong point for a lot of people on the shore. It's
1: it was a different sort of community. It,
0: it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it, but I've got family out West Auckland, up in the QMU area, and. and Yeah, when I told them I was talking to you, the first question I got was, and this is how they put it, it's the most important question you can ask any Westie, Holden versus Ford.
1: (laughs) Oh, we've owned both Holdens and Fords. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Owned a Ford Laser many years ago, and I've had had a, a Holden station wagon and a Holden Commodore at one stage. Okay, Um,
0: good choices.
1: So you're probably Holden actually. Okay. Um, Yeah, Yeah. except that these days I drive a Toyota.
0: (laughs) But you can't get Holdens anymore.
1: That's true. Um, That's true. Yeah. Um, We had had a really good one. We had a a Holden station wagon um, and we got a, a jump seat put in the back so that we could take seven people in it. This is when our girls were little. Mm-hmm. So we could load like our parents and my parents into the car and still have all three of our girls and proper seats <laughs> and things like that. So that was, that was quite good. But also, I just remember driving one time from Taranaki down to Wellington. There's a big hill coming up out of the Waitotara Valley and some guy in a ute tried to get past me and he, I wasn't. I, I had the cruise control set at hundred, and yep. just went carried on up the hill at a hundred all the way. And this guy was trying to get past, and trying to get past, and then he dropped back oh. and back and back.
0: So, oh my god! Yeah. I love bad. my Holden. They're, they're great cars, and and personally, yeah. I don't think is a wrong answer to this. You will always find people who love both, for yeah. various reasons. No, they're the great vehicles. It's. Yeah, but they, they, I was told that was the one question you have to ask a West EMP, okay. is Holden versus Ford. So don't, I, I think you passed that test. Okay,
1: so this is the thing I, I always figure when I'm out, if i uh, out of my marked-up car, and I always try to be very careful when I'm in my marked-up car in terms of, you know, following the road code, because oh, yeah. I'm a fairly careful driver anyway, but especially when I've got my name and my face slathered all over my car. But if I do kind of crash a red light, which I try not to do, but sometimes yeah. it happens, I always figure that probably gets me votes out this way rather than it,
0: loses it, them. It may do. Uh, yeah. You don't. You don't want to do what um, was it Hamilton City Councilor Siggy Henry did at the last local body election, where with her labelled car she showed up to I think it was a, a citizenship ceremony, and parked in the disabled car park because she was running late. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's. There's some really bad things you can do in your name's on the side of the car. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah it, it's, and
0: I. It, it's yeah, not I just. Safe. Yeah, mm. definitely not safe. So, in terms of this lockdown, because it's been going on for hundred years or so now, it feels like mm-hmm. um, you've been home for the whole thing. You, you, you didn't.
1: Yep, yep. Didn't, so didn't it's just um, uh, me and my husband at home here. Um, our three girls are all studying at Victoria University. Right. Two of them were due to come up on the day the <clears throat> excuse me on the day the lockdown was announced. Um, They're on a mid morning flight. Uh, which got cancelled, so they'd rebooked for the evening. Um, But by then, uh, we'd heard about the community case and the lockdown had been announced, so we just said, no, stay in in Wellington.
0: That Um, makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And and at least, I suppose, if they're in Wellington, you get to catch up with them as well when you're down there working.
1: I do. So I normally see them every week or every week. I might not see them over the couple of weeks of a recess, um, but often enough, I'm down to Wellington anyway. Um, So I've really missed them because I I see a lot of them. Yeah,
0: yeah, and 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 I see this lockdown. You've also taken up a lot of baking.
1: I I always bake anyway. Um, Okay, (laughs) I have have more time for it during lockdown. Uh, I often don't have time um, during ordinary um, working weeks because I'm just out and about so much. But I'm sitting at home and um, I can do a um, you know a, a Zoom meeting, and then I can race out and get the bread going, and then I'll go and do the next set of work, and I can you yeah, know, get it on again. I love cooking. Um, So, yeah. See, I'm over a- it now, though. I'm just going to say I'm over it. Yeah. So last night uh, we ordered in a meal from one of our local restaurants, and it might have been the first meal that we hadn't cooked ourselves for however long that was. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's and, a nice
0: treat now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also I do want to support our locals, but it was yeah. just so – it was a, it was a lovely meal from Olive, um, which is a Nepalese – Indian Nepalese um, restaurant down in Newland, and um, it was just good food, <laughs> yeah. which I hadn't cooked, and Malcolm hadn't cooked. But I think, you know, this lockdown has been hard as well. Um, it, the first one, I think a lot of us got through on adrenaline. Yes. And, um, uh yeah, you know, it was incredibly tough for business operators and the like, and for lots of people in many ways, but the wage subsidy kept lots of businesses going and things like that. This time around, businesses didn't have it. Um, they, you know, they had been worn down by the previous one, the previous yep. lockdowns. So um, not a lot of reserves for a lot of them. So that's been tough. And um, but but also Delta feels scarier and we don't quite feel as though we're getting on top of it. Um, uh, we're getting there. I think we are getting to that, you know, controlling the virus rather than it controlling us. But the other thing I have a lot of... Um, concern about is just getting our vaccination rates up. Yeah. Um, what are the vaccination
0: rates up? like out there?
1: Um, pretty good. People are good yeah. at getting vaccinated. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm looking at we've got over 80% of Aucklanders, haven't we, have now had a first dose. Um, so that augurs well for getting a second dose as well, because um, there'll be follow-up on that. Um, but really, we need to get those vaccination rates up another 5 to 10%.
0: Yeah um, have you come across much vaccine hesitancy?
1: Yeah, a bit. Um there's kind of about three variations of it. Um and one is um uh people who've gone down the rabbit hole conspiracy 5G route and um that's weird. Um, yeah. Uh, there's several varieties of it. There's another group of people who say they aren't keen on the Pfizer vaccine and they'd like to get the Novavax one instead. That's Um, the
0: single shot, isn't it?
1: I could be. Um, I'm not quite sure. But that's still sitting. It hasn't gone through all its Medsafe approvals yet. Um, So it's not available yet anyway. And it's quite hard to understand why they are rejecting the Pfizer one. And um, uh, sometimes it's just because they've got misunderstandings of how it works. but, you know, I'm not a medical doctor, so I can't yeah. sit there and tell them. I can point them to resources and yep. there are some good ones. So that's another version of it. Another one is people who perhaps aren't keen on vaccines full stop. And um, uh, that's actually a bit of a phenomenon out, out this way. Um, Titi Rangi does have one of the lower rates of vaccination that's in the right, country. Yeah. And that's, um, that's not because people can't access them. Um, but it's people who say, well, hang on a second, I, I live a healthy lifestyle, I'm healthy, why should I need to get the vaccine? Um, and that's sort of a, a more generalised thing around vaccination. Um, and it worries me because uh, um, although they might not get sick from or as sick from COVID, if they're in a pretty good state of health, you still can get sick from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and more importantly, you can transmit the virus. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, for me, that's the big one. Is that you, the vaccine helps you keep other people safe? Yep. I, yeah. I, that, that's the important thing. And you could be as healthy as a horse, but if you're making other people sick, then you're not doing that's it a right. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you know, I don't want to be the person who spreads um, um, COVID to my elderly parents, or yeah. to Kuyilar uh, and Komoto or or to the children in the community. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just. Yeah. don't. So there's that kind of vaccine hesitancy as well. Um, and that's one I think we can work on that one through appeal to, you know, as you say, that that sort of the greater good. Mm-hmm. Um, because generally people who have those views are actually interested in living well and yes, living for community. Um, um, the other, other set is, is not so much hesitancy as people just not getting around to it.
0: Yep. yep. So, I mean, in the middle of a lockdown, though, what else are they going to do?
1: Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but, you know, that's, that's what we are seeing. So um, uh, I'm pretty pro-vaccination. So the moment I could book in with my age group, I was booking in yeah. and um, I'm due to get my second dose tomorrow. So nearly there. Um, uh, but for other people, it, you know, it's they say, oh, I'll get on to it or I'll wait and see how it goes. And this is where those um, vaccination buses are so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah,
0: I love and- the names.
1: Yes, so do I. And Does I, so I love like well, that one of the latest strategies are lining them up outside fast food outlets. I mean, why yeah. not? Yeah. Get uh, your people, policy and get a jab. People are there.
0: Um, the, the thing that surprised me about the drive-through vaccine stations that they had set up, which I, I didn't even think about, you can't go in by yourself. You have to go in with somebody else in the car because the, the, you can't uh. be monitored the whole time. So having somebody else in the car allows you to monitor each other after your shots. Um, otherwise, I would have done that. Uh, right. I'm here by myself, so I don't have anyone to take with me. So right. it's, I thought, great idea, but it's not something I've seen many people talk about. But with I the, didn't the realise that people.
1: either, because I just, I just booked into the um, the vaccination centre being run by the Waiparera Trust up in mm-hmm. Henderson. That's so not giving um, away
0: free coffee, isn't it?
1: <laughs> no, no, that was a bus outside of Te Aritude, oh, it a bus? One, okay. Yeah. But you know, it's just the big vaccination stations which have been running all along and they can do, I can't remember how many people they can do there in a day. But anyway, I'll be heading back there tomorrow for my next dose. Um, well done. But you know, it's, it's easy for me to get there. I've got a car. Yeah. Right, and, yeah um, mind you, that one's not too bad to get to because it's close by public transport as well.
0: But, yeah. yeah. Do, do you find that some people, that that's the big issue is, is actual transport, is getting to a place to be able to have the shot?
1: Um, yes, it has been an issue for some people. Um, uh, you know, if you don't drive, and um, it's hard to get to public transport and things like that, that makes it problematic. Um, uh, I think, particularly for some of our older um, people, that can be an issue. Um, I think some of the stuff that we'll get around that is is having our local GP clinics um, vaccinating. So my my GP in Green Bay is opening up their vaccination clinic. Okay the next week or so, and they've been inviting people to come in. Um, so I think that will help as well, just having very local distribution of it instead of, so you can walk to your local shops and get it. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. Buy it over the counter, get a chocolate bar and a shot at the same time.
1: Yep. And it's the, exactly, but, you know, <laughs> the pharmacies down in Linwall are vaccinating as well. Mm. So you go on to get your groceries, you can get your vaccination. And I think having it very widely available like that will help. Um, uh, but yeah, it has been an issue for some people, um, along with accessing tests for some people, uh, if okay. you, can't, you can't drive and you can't get down to a, a testing center, uh, that's a, that could be problematic. Or if um, uh, GPs, um, doctors usually only test their own um, yeah. patient base. So if you, if you happen to be ill and your doctor is in another suburb, that can be a problem.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, the, this one's <laughs> I actually, I so... think, been scary because we've had such public events that people have gone to right at the yeah. start of this. You had, like, like Paula Bennett, for example, was at one that was a fairly large-scale event where yeah. it, it could have been so much worse. We, it feels a bit like we've dodged a bullet there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, I think we've been lucky. Um, well, I, I say lucky. I think we've got to stop saying that because we've actually had COVID in and out of our communities a lot. And yeah. uh, people say, oh, no, um, the border has failed. And then they, But actually, uh, we'd gone about 100 days without COVID in the community. And then the Delta variant got in. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, we'd sort of gone a few weeks and then there'd be an outbreak. There'd be something getting through the border. Um, and we kind of lost track of that a bit, but remember we were in lockdown in August last year. We're in a level three lockdown, yeah. You know? yeah. And we've had various um, times when it looked like we might have to go back into a strong lockdown again, and we haven't. Um, and that's because the contact tracing has worked, and um, uh, and um, people have been able to get onto it quickly. And for the we've had what 160,000 come back people come back through the border, yeah.
0: Um,
1: and it's actually mostly held up really, really well and kept us safe. It's just Delta's
0: Delta. Yeah, Delta's Delta. It, it's a nasty piece of work. It, it's... Yeah. It, when it first started and it hit the North Shore, because because that's sort of where the outbreak was. It, for, for me, it was interesting to sit there going, oh, yeah, okay, cool. I, I, it's over in Devonport, which is the other side of the shore, because I'm Beach Haven. Um, yeah, it's, it's all the way yeah. over there. I was still getting messages from people, are you okay, are you okay, from out of town? Because the North Shore is the North Shore if you don't live in Auckland. like It, it, yeah. it all feels like something fairly close. Um, I was talking to someone the other day, and they're going... So, so this is the second lockdown. How are you taking it? I'm like, no, this is our fourth lockdown, fifth lockdown. Like we've had a few. I keep forgetting the rest of the country hasn't had to deal with this. It it has been something that that feels uniquely Auckland, and that we've done this several times. We know what we're doing, which I think is one of the reasons why people are fatiguing at the moment. Um, But I think it brings people together as well.
1: Did we, so the first lockdown was about four and a half weeks of level four, then another two and a half of level three. So seven yep. weeks there. Then we had another few weeks in August. Um, but if we had other again, we had, I've, had, we had
0: one in other, February last year. There, there was, was a, it too, didn't yeah. We?
1: No yeah. February earlier this year.
0: Was it earlier this year? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was yeah. Uh,
1: February one. Right. Yeah. And then we've had this one. So I counted up at some stage and. Maybe I don't want to count up. <laughs> 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 we spent a lot of time in lockdowns. Yeah it, yeah, it
0: certainly felt it. I think with level three, though, you feel like you've got more freedom because yeah. you can go off and you, you can get your coffee and your fast foods. But also some businesses are open. I, I was working in an industry where we had online sales to deal with. So it was going and, and be able to get yeah. that to work. Um, level four just feels this really tightly restricted. And it has to be. Uh, there, there's yeah. obviously the reason behind it. Um, But I think the rest of the country forgets sometimes that Aucklanders have had to go through this a few times.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, it is tiring, um, but we do know what to do. Um, I'm actually quite impressed by the way that the great majority of us are actually sticking to the rules. Yeah. um, And not looking for loopholes in them, but saying, you know, we need to keep safe. I mean, there's some obvious idiots. um, Yes. But oh, yeah, yeah I, I said at my local um, super where people actually, you know, they, they line up, they're wearing masks, they're happy to observe the rules. Um, so, and, and uh, I, I know people are getting a bit impatient and they want to get out of it, but equally they're doing what needs to be done.
0: Yeah, it's a city of 1.6 million people and to have a dozen breaches in that, it's a, that's statistically very small. Yeah, and I, I think part of the reason that it's hit the news is because it's statistically very small. And yeah. there's been some really stupid cases of people trying to, to breach yeah. the borders. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love I had, the
1: KFC one. The KFC one really amuses me. <laughs> that, that,
0: that was on cold beer last night or the night before. All oh, right,
1: right. Okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's kind of like this drugs bust lined up on the, the seat. Of- <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it surprises me how much the little things bring people joy at the moment.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah um, uh, it is being able to buy some nice food. Um, for me, uh, one of the things I enjoy about the lockdown um, is that my husband and I go for walks. Mm-hmm. So haven't the last couple of days, we've both been a bit busy, but we're looking at our diaries, and this afternoon we've got nothing on, either of us. So I said, oh, we'll go and do a walk. And so we'll do quite a long walk. Um, and that's that's lovely. Jim, I've noticed, uh, are you seeing this over in Beach Haven? But there's an etiquette here. Uh, people are wearing masks. Yes. They'll take them off if there's no one else around. But then when you see another person coming, you put the mask back on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. very common here. Um, and crossing the road. As soon as you see somebody on the same, it doesn't matter how far away they are. If you see them, you cross the road.
1: Ah, we haven't got that. But I'm just thinking that's probably because we, where I am in Tutirangi, there's a lot of places where there's only a footpath on one side of the road anyway. That,
0: that yeah. makes sense, yeah. Whereas we've got quite r- wide streets here because uh, yeah. everybody parks on the streets, nobody uses the garages. Um, yeah. But yeah, you see somebody on that, on the same side, you automatically cross, so you've got this massive wide berth. It's generally yeah. people, like you see a lot of families out at the moment with kids, and, and so the yeah. kids will be on bikes and push chairs and the, they're quite spread out. Um, yeah. So you have to take a really wide berth to avoid everybody. But yeah. generally speaking, everyone seems to be, But they're not necessarily happy to be out and about seeing people, but they're happy to be out of the house. And you can sort of yeah. see that relief with them. Yeah. It's, yeah
1: it, it's and a the strange. friendliness is back. So first lockdown, yes. um, I noticed that, you know, you'd go for a walk, a bit of a berth around people, but everyone would say hello. Yes. You know, and yeah. that's, that's back. People do say hello, which is that's nice.
0: Um, it, it's little things to keep communities together. I yep. think that, that people don't realise that they're doing when they do something like that.
1: Yeah, and the, the thing with the hopscotch is obviously uh, the kids do it. You, I see them walking by, and they um, it's just down our driveway, and they'll 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 jump their way through it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but also, it's it's something for their um, parents and caregivers knowing that someone else cared enough about their kids to provide something. You know, yes. it's that that yeah.
0: That's really cool. Yes. Have you had much feedback from your constituents about what happens next, like Level 2, Level 1? Has there been questions about how does Auckland move forward out of Delta?
1: No, um, I haven't had questions like that. Uh, mostly the stuff I'm getting at the moment is around vaccination. Yeah, um, That's the big thing. Um, I think people are looking for leadership from the centre, so from um, our Prime Minister about how we move out of Delta. and But of course, the message that we're pushing constantly at the moment is vaccination, vaccination, vaccination. Yeah. Um, interesting in the Herald this morning or in stuff, there's a couple of articles about vaccine passports and whether we're going to start to go down that route in this country. Um, I don't have a huge view about that. Um, uh, one of the things I've been A bit frustrated by, or that I'd like to see more of, is more leadership from businesses. All right. So I've had lots of businesses who, quite rightly, you know, they're they're not quite, they're they're complaining or they're saying, hey, these lockdowns are really getting to us. So I've been saying, well, we need to make sure that people get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So um, I've had some really great leadership here from one of our local businesses, um, Aussie Butcher in New Lynn, And Ruben's been fantastic. So during the After the first lockdown, he was talking to me. Um, He has views. Um, (laughs) um, And I said, well, you know, if you want to keep your business open, if you want to not have another lockdown, are you making sure that all your customers are scanning in? Uh, And he, uh, uh, he, he had codes all through his shop and asked people to sign in, made it easy for people to sign in. So he really, and he's done the same thing uh, with respect to um, vaccination with his employees. He so he's, in, he's really talked to them about it, said, go get vaccinated. So I want more of our businesses to do that, because if they want to not close down, we've got to have a really high level of vaccination rate. It's,
0: so so yeah. businesses can actually book in for their whole staff to be vaccinated at once. It, it's, it's something that they can do. I, I think it's something that's happened since the outbreak, but I know right. it's something that's available to them now. Yeah. Um I, I'd totally encourage businesses to do that. Get people out there. Get them. Yeah. get the world back.
1: That's right. Um, but yeah, you know, but also I think um, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with the vaccine rollout with respect to um, children aged 12 and older, so teenagers, mm-hmm. and whether schools will become vaccination sites or not. And I, I, I don't sit at the the cabinet table. So I don't know what the thinking is around that yet, yeah. but you know, it seems to me to be an obvious one. And yeah. but the other thing I'm I'm really interested to wait and see is what happens with children aged five and older, um, because there's time to get some evidence around that now that the vaccine at a lower rate gives them a good um, immune response and it's safe for them. Um, obviously, there's more trials and more data needing to come back about that before we can make a decision here. Um, but that will protect us so much.
0: It would. <laughs> It absolutely would. Um, in terms of the information process from somewhere like MedSafe, do you know how that actually works? Like how long before Pfizer hands over the information and we, MedSafe goes, yeah, nah?
1: No, I don't know the detail around that. Yeah. So if you ask me tax questions, I could tell you, but not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, a tax question for you then. Um, <laughs> what happens with the tax? How does tax work during something like lockdown? You obviously have no GST or at least GST because yeah. um, people aren't out there spending. Um, do oh, we actually see a People are
1: out there spending online. Um, so okay. economic activity is. Has continued at a very high level. Uh, uh, it drops to about 74% of regular GDP during the full on lockdown. It's up to about 80 something other percent now. Okay. So, you know, the, the economic activity does resume quite quickly. Um, uh, I don't, can't recall what effect we'll see in the actual GST take. Um, uh, but uh, in general, uh, the, the tax take is ahead of where we had predicted it would be. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're doing okay on that. In terms of businesses themselves, um, because obviously people could run into cash flow difficulties Mm -hmm. during the the lockdowns. Um, IRD has um, been given much more discretion to um, make payment arrangements with businesses. So they have still got to pay their tax, but there's a lot more flexibility available as to entering into an installment arrangement or finding a way to you know, pay off IRD over time instead of having very hard deadlines on it. So, and the whole thing there is just to try to help people to get through. So you remove that stressor of a particular due date for the tax because as soon as your tax is overdue, you get lumped with penalties and the like.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Right, so you still got to pay the tax, but you come to an arrangement and that means you don't end up with penalties. Okay, which
0: which must be a great relief for a lot of businesses, a lot of people out there, particularly people who are self-employed.
1: Yeah, 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 and all left have to do is ring up IRD and talk to them um, and the the you know, and find a way through it. So, I'll, you know, and all you have to do is ring up and say, because of the lockdown, my cash flow is down, I've got a problem with my tax payment. Can we come to an agreement? And, you know, you won't Super easy. get your tax reduced, but you will get, you
0: know. Yeah, but they'll, they'll give you some leniency on how you pay it back. Yep. That, that yep. makes sense. Um, One of the things that have, that's popped up in these conversations, which I didn't realise, was charitable organisations, not-for-profits. They can't yeah. claim the wage subsidy because they can't prove a drop of income because they're all funded in advance.
1: Ah. And
0: I'm just wondering, is that something that, that anybody's brought up with with you as an MP or as you as somebody who knows about sort of the taxes and finances side of things?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I haven't heard that one directly, but it makes absolute sense now that you've said it. And obviously
0: their costs go up as well during yeah. a lockdown because they're out there helping people.
1: Yeah. So we have provided a lot of support to the NGO sector, um, mm-hmm. just not necessarily through the wage subsidy. Um, uh, and I know we've put extra money in this lockdown to help um, organisations like Vision West to provide their services. Yeah. So um, uh, just because it's not, done, it's not done through the wage subsidy doesn't mean it's not being done. There is stuff supporting NGOs. It makes um, sense.
0: So it's, yeah. it's not something you see on the news. Wage subsidy is always the big news thing yeah. when it comes to something like this. But you don't hear much about the the, the not-for-profits out there. So yeah. It, it's good to yeah. see that there's actually so has, something in place.
1: Yeah, NGOs are, um, are struggling. It is hard for them. Um, um, uh, but it always has been.
0: Yeah. But yeah.
1: It just doesn't mean it ought to be that way. We sure, still ought to do better in that space. But yeah. yeah.
0: And Do you find something like a lockdown shows up the inequalities in those sort of systems a little bit more? Does it show the cracks?
1: Yeah, it does. Um, It it shows how many of our NGOs run on the smell of an oily rag. Um, uh, It shows the demand for the services. Um, uh, You know, just that far too many families do live far too close to the edge. Um, So, you know, I've we're in our fifties. We've worked all our lives. We're reasonably secure. Lockdown isn't fun, but it doesn't push us over the edge. Yeah. But you know, if you're a family who's living on wages day, you know, week by week, and those wages fluctuate, you, you can be in trouble almost as immediately as soon as the lockdown begins. Um, yeah. So there's been hugely increased demand for food parcels and for.
0: Yeah, I've heard that. One last question for you. Um, and I've asked my guests all the same question here. What advice have you got for people who to get through lockdown? Like, what's the best advice you can give them to sort of get through lockdowns and outbreaks and stuff like that?
1: Oh. I mean, there's all this sort of the well-being stuff, like getting out and taking walks and looking after each other and all those sorts of things. Um, and I'm sure you've heard those sorts of things. But my, my best advice is... Um, I suppose, to remember why we're doing this. Um, And it's actually for each other. So this is an act of service to our community, the lockdown. Um, And to me, that that gives it a bit of a purpose. So we're doing this not not because of what I need, we're doing this because of what we need as a community. And you say, well, it's uh, it's tough, but it's tough. um, And we're doing it because... Um, it's part of looking after each
0: other. That is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much. I want to thank Dr. Deborah Russell for joining me for a conversation. I'm well aware of the fact that when I talk to MPs, they are incredibly busy at the moment, even though many of them are in lockdowns like we are they're out and about doing their thing, it's still a really tough job to be an elected representative, especially when you're juggling so much of the needs of your constituents as well as keeping the community safe. So I am really grateful that she was agreed to come on and have a chat with me. If you want to follow her, I'll leave some links down below in the description as well so that you can check her out on social media. Um, If you get a chance, sit down and have a talk to her, because honestly, absolutely brilliant person to get to know. Until next time,
1: I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a great day.